Welcome to another episode of That's Some Crazy Shit with Kelly and James. By now, you you, you know who I am. You, you know I'm She's Kelly. Kelly. And I'm James. Yep. Yep. You know this. Yeah. It's not new information. Um, but, if, but, you know, if you're a first-time listener, you know, welcome. And she's Kelly and I'm James. <laughs> How's it going? Good. I'm glad to be here. Me too. You know what? It's cool when people come on our podcast and then they reach out and they want to come back. I know, huh? That, that, you know, I think that says a lot for our, our, our bit here. Yeah. So today we have June coming back. June Ahern. She uh, is a psychic and an author. And she was with us about, I don't know, James, maybe a couple seasons ago. Yeah, I think And so. she had picked up on some crazy shit, you know, just right as we're recording. You know, she said that you had some some pioneer people behind you. Yeah. You know, June sees dead people, right? And she, you know, said that she could see pioneer people behind you. Uh, when I was recording with her, she said that she saw my mom standing behind me. She described her to a T. Yeah. Yeah. And just and randomly. Yeah. If uh, if you don't know the history of where I, I'm at, the pioneers here, because at first she said, you know, Amish or something, you know. And I was like, not Amish, but the pioneers here look very Amish, you know, the, the beards and the hats and stuff. And so that she picked that up with the, the lady and the dude and all that. Yeah, that was freaky. Yeah. So, and then at the time, she said that they were doing a movie. Um, about one of her murder investigations and it was going to have um, Veronica Cartwright in it. So she's come back to give us an update and tell us what she's been doing and answer questions for us. What's up? She did. They didn't have the movie the first time. She had talked about it. Mm-hmm. She had talked oh, about she? it. Oh, she I had talked it. about, because she had talked about Veronica Cartwright. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember. remember. I do. All right. Well, you do actually have a better memory. Than me, so. Yeah. I... I digress. Yeah, the person who can't remember. What I know. <laughs> and I'm arguing. What he did 30 and minutes ago. <laughs> My own admission. Yeah, that's funny. Not, yeah, but yes. The last time she was with us, she did talk about they were going to do a movie about one of her murder investigations. It was going to have Veronica Cartwright in it as her. And it's now coming into fruition. She's going to give us an update. I just think we should just bring her on. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Welcome to the podcast. Psychic and author June Ahern. June, thank you for coming back to that some crazy shit. I'm excited that you're here. Welcome. Thank you. Glad you're back, June. Yes. Thank when you, because when you when you were here with us last time, that was some crazy shit. Because that's some stuff that me and James still talk about, right? Because yeah. you had told him he had some pioneer people standing behind him and and just it was just crazy huh james it was it was and it was funny because you know you you not knowing the region i live in and describing the pioneers that was pretty pretty crazy yeah well psychic stuff to me is is pretty crazy uh amongst other things 
and you just don't know. I mean, even I say, how did I get that? You know, it isn't like I'm a firm believer in everything and that's the way it is. I, I also have my skepticism about some information that comes through, a lot of information. So June, how long had you been a psychic or were you doing, you know, being a psychic for a living? Since 1975, uh, I took my my first my first uh, few people, two ladies that lived across the street. We were all young. You know, I used to be young, and they were younger than me. And then three sisters came, uh, so I started uh, doing readings, and in my kitchen, at <laughs> the kitchen table. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And so, but you don't read anymore, right? No, I retired. Yeah. I, I retired. Well, you know, unless it just comes to me. I think, uh, as you said on the show, I, if I pick something up and the person's open to it, I'll share it. Yeah, you had told me um, when we were talking that I still talk about that I had a woman standing behind me. We had probably identified it as my mother. Yeah. Right. And it was just crazy. It was just, it was crazy because there's just no way she could have known. And she described her to a T. Right. That was the thing when you described her, June. I was like, wow. Yeah. Even to, you know, I feel that way too. When someone says, oh, that's it. I go, oh, wow. You know, and I get excited also. As like everybody else, I, I don't take it for granted. Like, oh yeah, I can read you and I can this and that. Um, no, that's why I'm not really hot on people that say they're an expert in anything uh, in the psychic world, M more in the psychic world, I mean, uh, because I, I just don't see anyone being an expert in that. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, I, I agree with you because there's people who are quote unquote, UFO experts, Bigfoot experts, you know, and you're like, you know, I, anyone, you can't be an expert on this stuff. There's so much we don't know. Yes. And, yes. and I would imagine too, that even though you are psychic and you have these abilities, there's still a lot that you don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I say you could be well, I mean, I'm certainly well experienced and I've worked with so many uh, situations and different kinds of phenomena and with the police, everything. Uh, and I'm still always surprised when certain things happen. And I don't know all the answers. When people ask me, sometimes I say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that because it makes it human, you know? If someone were to you know, try to explain it away, you know, it's like, well, I don't know. That's, yeah, I like that. So June, when you see uh, a spirit or a ghost do you see them like flesh and blood or do they look transparent or what do you see well it could be all of that uh you know so much is in the mind so i'm looking at images and people like somebody may show me uh like i'm getting around you a woman with a lot of bangles you know bangles not really bracelet but kind of mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I will see a hand with bangles on it. Uh, you know, I, I could get a piece of it. I could get maybe a name or how the personality. I prefer not to really see the actual spirit show up. And I have. And I'm telling you, even for seasons as I am, I am not comfortable with it. It's like, oh, my God, it's here. Wow. <laughs> that is kind of freaky, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that would be that would be freaky. So, tell us about the book. And and isn't the book going to be turned into like a movie or something? What's going on with that? Because we had talked about that 
last time? It's a, uh, a, a case I worked on, a murder case I worked on with law enforcement. And uh, someone who read, well, I had met him before. Uh, he had read my book and he wanted me to do some investigation in his home in San Francisco, the family home. So that's how I got involved with this man that's a director, producer, screenwriter. He's done some short films and other films. And he wrote a script for one of my murder um, cases that I worked on. It's not exactly, it's Hollywood way. <laughs> you know, I won't say any too much more in case it gets, someone gets out there. Uh, and so he followed through and he has um, Veronica Cartwright, if anybody can remember her, I think she's, uh, she's been around for so long and so many things, you know, Aliens and uh, Witches of Eastwood, uh, so many different films. So she's going to play me and he's got all the other cast except for uh, just a couple more main characters. And he's moving forward with this film. It's, it's going to be on Netflix. Very, Very cool. cool. When does yeah. it come out? When does it come out? Well, I don't know when it'll come out, but it goes into uh, filming uh, this spring, hopefully this spring. Uh, something I'm learning more and more about uh, movies and films and Hollywood. Every, things are always said they're going to happen and then they get put off and put off. So I've learned to not get overly excited when I get a date now. At first it was like, oh my God, oh my God. Now it's like, <laughs> get in touch with me when it's happening. <laughs> right. So dude, were, you, were, you, were you happy with who they cast to play you? Yes. First, he had uh, chosen another uh, actor. We're supposed to say actor now. I'm not supposed to say actress, right? Okay, so actor. And I looked at her, and I did not get a, 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 a strong feeling. She was. She's a fine actor. I mean, she's really good and very seasoned, has been acting since the 1960s. And she declined because she had already played psychic parts, and she didn't want to be typecast. And so he wrote me, said to me, what do you think about Veronica Cartwright? I go, oh, I love her. I think she's great. She's been around for so long and she's been acting since she's like five years old. And I said, yeah. So he went ahead, wrote to her agent and got her. And she kind of looks like me, you know, white, blue eyed, white hair, you know. <laughs> You know, she's a she's a character actor. She's one of those people where you know her, you've seen her, you just may not know her name, right? And she yeah. can play a lot of very different different characters. different characters. I remember her most from Alien, yeah. right? Because she was like the only other female, right, in the movie. I think, but I that's that's the movie that I but I've seen her in a lot of other things. So that is cool. So are you, where are they filming? Are you going to go when they film? Are you going to go on set or? Yeah. Well, I, I had told uh, Quentin Lee is the producer director of the, the screenwriter. I had said, I want a part like Alfred Hitchcock in the Alfred Hitchcock movies where he shows up, maybe getting on a bus or looking in a window. Cameo. <laughs> That's me. I'll walk down the street with my poodle or something. Well, you know who else used go, to do that? Dude, you know who else used to do that was Stephen King. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Stanley. So, yeah, Stanley yeah. did it too. So yeah, you should do a cameo. That would be cool. Typing in the police department. <laughs> typing yeah. <laughs> so June, you know, can you? So I know. Um, tell me the name of the book. It's how to talk. Oh, here I have it right here. How to talk with spirits, seances, mediums, and ghost hunts. So it just 
uh, addresses all different ways that you can speak with spirits and when not to speak with certain spirits. And I give case history uh, of what I have worked on uh, and has been documented. Uh, I love to go on an investigation. I want to know nothing. I don't even want to know where we're going. That's what I tell, that's what I tell uh, Ying. Lou, that was a producer of the Haunted Bay Paranormal. That's how I got involved in all that investigation. And I love it when after I'm done that she actually goes and looks up the history. And even she's been astounded by what she finds and what I've said, you know. It's, it's a trip. I like it. I like it that way. I want to guess. I want to say this or that. I don't want someone telling me. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's nice that they can do that uh, verification, you know, the go back and tie that history to what you're saying that's that's cool as, as best as best you can because right. things unless you have like on um, public access they have the show where he goes back and does all of the investigation that that takes a lot to get find all that information uh, so I just love it when when she can actually document something I've said I can I give you an example of something we just found out in the last so yes so we we had done something at the Odd Fellows building in San Francisco and the Masons are in there. Uh, and we went through there and I had talked about a spirit named Arthur. I go, oh, there's a spirit Arthur in this room. And the Odd Fellow, I've always wanted to go into the Odd Fellow building to begin with. They're rather odd people. And how much I picked up there was astounding you know, to me. And I kept talking about, Arthur wants to say, uh, tell you to say hello to Jimmy when you see Jim, Jimmy. And I'm like, I just delivered the information. We couldn't find anything on Arthur. After about, oh, I guess it was probably three, four years later, Ying found something and he was referring, and, and I gave more information. Like I have been talking at the at this Oddfellow building. I, you know, I gave more information. Uh, and it, he said that was, uh, he was talking about uh, James Lewis Stevenson. He was talking to Eddie and I looked at it. She looked it up actually. And I went and he used to call, they were friends in uh, the university in Scotland and he called him Jimmy. So that was a lot of fun letters like wow. Jimmy. So that wow. was validation that nobody knew anything about for uh, at least three or four years after the video had already come out. So part of your book in the title, you talk about seances. Have you been to a seance or have you performed a seance before? Plenty. So what, tell me what a seance is. Well, a seance really is, you know, you've seen um, uh, psychics on television, you know, doing the uh, the shows where they speak to a group of people. You know, that's a spirit ga- a gathering. A seance is a little more intimate. And what it really means, it comes from an old French word, means to sit. There's a meeting going on and you're, the word actually is a French word. I can't remember how to say it even, but it means to sit. You're sitting at a meeting. And usually it's it's a rather small situation, you know, up to maybe a dozen, maybe a few more people. And you sit in a circle or you sit at a table, oblong table, and you communicate with the spirits. There's usually always a medium there that people go to like me. I've done plenty of seances. 
my sister and I used to do them. We used to call them our entertainment. And we really preferred if somebody had something a little tragic they could bring to the seance. I know it sounds terrible, but if it's more interesting, like, you know, a dead relative or something that was murdered. Uh, so you sit there and I I do the rosary. Uh, I don't, that's a, a Catholic beads that you, you use. Uh, so I pray before, uh, I go in before and I bless the room. If it's not at my location, I started going to other people's homes and you bless the room and I always bless I do pray I, I believe in prayer and I do pr believe in a, a God a divine if you want to say God's an easier word and um, you sit around and you wait for information to come sometimes people bring photographs if I'm not getting anything I will say to somebody I like to start out with saying here's the spirits I have and here's who I believe they belong to and so I bring forth messages. Cool. So, um, and that is something that you you no longer do, but are seances still popular today? I mean, how do you get, how do you find somebody who does a seance? Well, you can go, this is a church in San Francisco and they're all throughout the nation. They're even in England. Uh, it's called the Spiritualist Church and they give uh, spirit communication. They don't call it a seance. I just had one. Last week, I, I went online to one of their uh, lectures and they don't read for every person because that's impossible. Mm -hmm. And the woman picked me out right away on Zoom and she gave me a, a very accurate message. And she doesn't know me from anybody, never seen me before, never heard my name, nothing. Uh, and so they are uh, about probably about maybe four or five months ago, another medium and I, someone I really like, she's really a cool lady and very, very talented. We did a seance on Zoom and we had, I think we had 12 people. Yeah. And they all got some kind of message. Very That's incredible. Cool. Yeah, that is. You know, I, I can't say I've never been to a seance before. Well, I actually went to one, but it was more theatrical, but it was fun. Yeah, I think, <laughs> you mean they, they uh, marketed as theatrical? Well, no, you know, okay, I shouldn't say that, Jim. Let me back up. They, they, they did present it as a legitimate seance, and I had never been to one before, so I didn't know what to expect, and it sounded nothing like what you just said. So, there, I mean, it was very dramatic. They had a cauldron. Three people were in the middle with bells, and some of the things that these people were saying, I was like, wow. You know, so that's why I say it was more theatrical. Yeah, I guess that would be fun. I, I just look at it as uh, kind of sacred because I it takes a lot for spirits to come through. It takes a lot for the medium. And um, it sounds like you were somewhat with uh, a group of um, Wiccans. Yes. Yeah, it could be a little different then. Oh, okay. So, I, you know, yeah, I've never experienced anything like that. So maybe it was legit. I don't know. Interesting. Well, you know, like John Edwards, you've seen, you know who John Edwards is. I think he's good. Oh, yeah. And like anything else, they're going to cut it down so that you're not going to see the whole thing that happened because they can't, you know, television, like your show, you're on a certain time thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they do cut it to where he was right or something like that. Uh, I think he's very accurate. I'm not necessarily, and I probably should. There's some shows of mediums that I'm not taken by. And I won't mention because that's not very nice, is it? I don't like theatrics. I, I don't. I don't care for that jumping up and screaming. I always say, if you're that afraid, you shouldn't be doing this work. 
because there's scary stuff that happens i'll tell you right and i don't think some of these people realize that you know it's, it's, it's not just all fun and games you know it's not all casper out there <laughs> yeah. that is very very true that is very true i try to tell people this and and they think it's funny or they think it's exciting i go man you have to be careful of that stuff you end up taking that home and then you go to somebody like me and you go oh god i got an attachment i can't help it and uh, i don't you know i t- i declined recently to do a actual i know it was a really bad haunting with this person in Santa Rosa and the more that I got into the conversation before I went with him like well let me ask this and that and I said you have to stop talking to uh, these these entities and he went he says well I'm protected by saint whatever and I said you are not you're coming to me I'm the psychic I'm telling you you're not uh, so I declined to work with him mm-hmm can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped yeah so Jim let me ask you um we had talked to somebody who said that the ghost that you see is kind of like the leftover energy when somebody has passed on so it's not really them it's kind of like the residue the leftover energy the residual thank you that's what I was looking for and it wasn't really that soul anymore that person anymore what what do you think about that tell me what your thoughts are well you know just to be clear with people in, like in my book or anytime i talk to people so i i divided spirit and ghost when i communicate with spirit i communicate with the spirit of the person that had lived and has moved to a different dimension i i i i can't say have i look at things as dimensional spaces now um rather than oh heaven nevada and the ghost i look at as being stuck they're still stuck in place and they often have had a tragedy uh surrounding their when they were alive and say you may see somebody f- that fell down stairs and you continuously see this person rumbling downstairs rumbling downstairs to me i call those ghosts and they're stuck in place and yes that's not the real spirit and soul of the being that did live that's a tragic story that's being told by the entity over and over again you know it's not hard to understand because i know we all have friends that they 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 keep talking about something that happened years ago they go I'll never get over I'll never get over when I was 14 how that person this and that and you're like get over it you know <laughs> this so that's the ghost it just keeps telling the same story over and over and it's disconnected gotcha. so is there a way that you can stop that so that's not always playing you can i do like the program uh dead files amy oh I like it because i believe she is sincere i've watched it enough to say i don't discount her uh because i also like the history to point you can do certain things you can call in as she calls in different healers or reiki people yeah. or she's even called in witches and some really right, nice shaman and all sorts of things exorcists yeah so you can i i'm i am a big person that believes in prayer i pray every day i pray 
every day, you know, morning and night. Uh, for certain people, and so I usually never pray for myself, you know, because I have a pretty okay life. And I believe you could pray. And I've even said that during seances. I've even said it through some of the Haunted Bay Paranormal. I say, oh, you know, we gotta, I'm going to pray for this uh, lost soul. And that's why they call them lost soul. They're disconnected. And so you, uh, prayer, uh, healing of, a, say, a Reiki master. So there's certain things you can do, cleansing out of space. It will usually work, but it doesn't mean it will always work, depending on the power of the entity that's stuck. So have you um, ever come across an entity that was oh, not very nice? Not, you know, like we were talking about Casper, someone who's not very nice? Yes, I have definitely come across that. Uh, my biggest story was the one in Jamaica uh, where I went down there very naively. Well, I didn't go there naively, but the place that I went to, to they kept... <laughs> This doctor had a wife that was very ill and he had taken her to New York, he had taken her places and he they were Jamaican and um, the actual Jamaicans, not the white Jamaicans. And although I shouldn't say that because I'm sure there's white Jamaicans. Um, so I went to their home and they said that they had negative or I call them low grade or vampire entities. To tell you the truth at that time, I had not really run into a lot of that. And so I was skeptical mm. and it was July when I was in Jamaica and I walked into that house and, you know, was J July in Jamaica is very hot. I walked I in. Imagine. Oh God. <laughs> it was freezing, freezing. And that's where I um, was attacked. Uh, I wish I had taken photographs at the time. This is uh, the early 1990s. Uh, I didn't think about it. And I was attacked uh, as the woman was attacked. And she was under a mountain of blankets. She was very sick. And as though you ever have a, a towel wrapped up that was wet, and, you know, somebody. Oh, mm -hmm. That's what it felt like. Um, and I had bruises on me. I was pinched like the woman. And so I decided then I'm not real keen on doing things where people say we have really evil entities here. Mm. Yeah, that's scary. Very. I almost fainted. They had to pick me up and, and you know, hold me up. Uh, like I said, they asked me, what, what should I do? And I said, move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, we, Kelly and I have talked about this and you can keep the stuff. We will get new yeah, stuff. Yeah, we will get all new stuff. We're yeah, just, we we're out. Now. We are out of here. <laughs> And that's entities that is attached to the, the space. If they're attached to you, then you move, you take them with you. Right. And that is very difficult. You need a certain pace, a shaman, as you said. You need somebody that is uh, much more an expert than myself in, in that kind of uh, removing of, of uh, attachments. Uh, when I had an attachment, which was so unusual, because I really take care of myself psychically, and uh, I, I didn't. I was overtired, and I did this whole thing. It was a long story. And But uh, I went to my acupuncturist, and I went to my massage therapist, who was very uh, educated in Reiki and, and other means. So it took a while for me to lose the attachment. Mm. What, what did it feel like, Jim? How did you uh, physically or physical 
Oh yeah. And uh, very pain, like pain, pain all the time. I couldn't figure out what it was and, and uh, disturbing my mind, disturbing my sleep, feeling very fearful. Wow. And I'm really not a fearful person. You know, I probably at times should be more fearful at certain things, but uh, I'm, I try to be logical and reasonable. Uh, fearful, um, headaches, just knowing so it felt like something was on my back that's mm, i was just gonna say that yeah wow that's incredible wow that's scary that is so june what is the name of the movie it, it well right now it's the same how to talk with spirits how, and it's and it's a like a, a full-length movie yeah. on yeah. it's gonna be on netflix coming out where they're gonna go into production you said this spring that's the idea that's what i've been told so that is that is exciting yeah keep us posted yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast again and joining us i always enjoy having you glad you let me come back on yeah i like june yeah she's a cool lady you know i it's funny because I should have asked her who was going to play us in the movie. Yes, you should have asked her who was going to play us. <laughs> so, June, who's going to play me? <laughs> I just think it's cool. All of her experiences, um, you know, the books. Just, you know, she did the Haunted Bay Paranormal on Amazon. Yeah. Um, she did, um, she's got her metaphysical coaching. You can get her at S sfcoaching.com and then she's also now got the book How to Talk with Spirits with Veronica Cartwright that she hopes is going into production you know in May or June by the time yeah. this podcast airs hopefully it's in production that, that would be cool so we're kind of breaking we're breaking it yeah so I just I always like talking to June so I'm glad that she came on yeah I like June She's cool. So, so, what we got going on for random bullshit? Random bullshit today. Let's see what I can hit you with. All right. So, my question is, what do you think about black holes? I recently heard, now, this is just a, I, uh, I apologize. It was a quick article I read. I don't remember. Of course, I don't remember. Don't know who I'm, wrote it. Yeah, don't know where I saw it. <laughs> I'm the guy. But, uh, it was uh, they were they're surmising that a more intelligent alien race who's been here longer than us okay would be able to harness the power of a black hole by okay so you know how black holes you know the gravitational pull pulls everything in so this he's surmising that he would they would be able to put some kind of generator type thing where the pulling vibration or pulling action generate power for their civilization okay so i've got another question to ask you because you made me think of something okay that's that's what i'm here for man I'm all right so you you think. made me think of something so I, i'll try to answer your question or whatever but this you just i gotta ask this so because i've been meaning to ask you this so i think it was australian astronomers discovered a mysterious spinning object in the Milky Way 
that emits a radio wave beam every 18 minutes. Oh yeah, I, I heard about that, yeah. And it's unlike anything seen before. The object has been observed to release huge bursts of radio energy for a whole minute every 18 minutes. What do you think it is? That's a good question. Is it a beacon? Could be. Now you have to, you know, if it is a beacon, is it just signaling we're here or is it signaling a message? Okay, here's another question because you made me think of something. So there I'm here. I had been scrolling on Instagram, so don't know how credible this is. However, I was Instagram scrolling and came across this article about this Indian lady uh, from India. She was a psychic and she was blind. Can't remember her name. Um, And she had... Come on, Kelly. (laughs) Don't remember her name. (laughs) I'm sorry. But she she was a psychic... Um, and she was blind. She was in India. She was pretty accurate. They say that she had accurately um, predicted COVID, but she actually predicted, I think, in 2022, that we would in- that aliens would attack us, right? That when we encountered these aliens. Now, the thing that I've always heard about aliens, if you are talking to the people who are spiritual, who say they're in communication with aliens, we have nothing to fear from aliens. Well, a lot of they're, our guests have said that, yeah. Right. We're, they're here observing. They've been here for a long time. But then you have this other side, even in all the movies, right? And now from what the psychic said, who is no longer living, by the way, that we would be attacked by aliens. Just putting it out there. Well, and, and, you know, I hear both sides. But then my question is, to what ends would they have to attack us, you know? I mean, what what could we possibly give them, you know? And if they wanted to our, attack us... Our they planet? They could well, take our planet? But then there's, there's probably resources anywhere else where they wouldn't even have to bother, you know what I mean? I mean, just is like, there... are, we, are we really worth it? Well, I don't know, because... We say that there's no life and resources on other planets, but we don't really know because we can't get to them. Right. So maybe below the gas that's around, say, Jupiter, maybe, you know, maybe you can sustain life on Jupiter. I don't know. We've had guests that said they've had meetings on one of the Mars on Jupiter. I'm just saying. We've had other guests that say there's life on the sun. Just saying. Yeah. You know, and then I've heard the moon is hollow and that has like Hey. Just say I heard the moon was not even a moon. It was a spaceship or whatever. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Heard that too. You know. <laughs> All right. See. Heard, see, heard that there was heard that there was water on Mars. And that is then that's a, a scientific fact now. Is it though? Is it a scientific fact? Has anybody well, been up there and drank the water? I think not. Just saying. Well, when they have like video and sensors that say there's water there. Okay. Is it water? Oh, oh, now that's there. Okay. Now, real quick, that brings us to another question we talked about. What is what is proof? 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah, has anybody been up there and drank the water? No, nobody has. So I'm saying, is it a scientific fact that there's water? No, it is not. Do we suspect there's water? Yes, we do. Well, no. Has anybody there, there it? Science that Have they scooped up water from Mars and brought it back to Earth? Is no. that what you require to be proved? Yes, that's what I require. Okay, then. I have to say no to that. Okay. Then they don't but they know. they have chemical proof that there's water there. H2O. H2O. Yeah, because that's water. H2O. <laughs> Water's not like O2. I'm just checking. <laughs> yes, I am paying attention. <laughs> now that, James, is random bullshit. That's what I'm here for. So you can get our past episodes at that's some crazy shit podcast.com. There's all of our social media and Mr. James's blog. Right on. Yep. So, next, next week, we're going to probably have another guest. Yep. And I will hit you with some more random bullshit. And right hopefully on. make you end up some thought, something thought provoking. Yes, that was uh, that was very entertaining. Thank you for that. That's what I'm here for. All right, so should, I, should we leave? Yep, let's wrap it up. Until then, keep your minds open, people. <laughs> <laughs>